So this is Halford Julius Pearson and you're uh, listening to uh, Stark Raven Matt. Make sure you will listen to all of it or I will crush your hat like this. Ow! Episode, what was it? Seven. seven. Uh, with the title of The Gift. I am Mike Marbach. I'm the host of this thing. And introduce yourself going around to the right. My name is Hunter Steffes. My name is David Danella. My name is Caitlin Weigel. My name is Robert Alessiani. Wonderful. Uh, it's Caitlin's first time on the podcast. Yeah. But you do, you've done another one that we've mentioned last week. No, we forgot to mention it last week. We didn't mention it last week? No. All right, well, we'll mention it this week. What is it? Uh, it's RUD2F, but every time it's a little bit longer, depending on the show, and it's a, it's a podcast about reality television shows. We've covered RUD1, we've covered The Challenge, and now we're doing The Bachelorette, and we hate it. Cool. And that has you, David, Hunter, are you on that too? Yep. yep. Uh, and Frank? Frank Farrell, yeah. And Jim Glasheen. Oh, Jamie Glasheen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, we have a contest going on right now. If you follow us on Twitter during the month of May, uh, you're going to be entered to win the Hedge Knight and the Sworn Sword mm-hmm. uh, graphic novels. Uh, last week we said that it was uh, Aegon, it covered Aegon the Unworthy. Incorrect. Because right now I'm listening to World of Ice and Fire. It's Aegon the Unlikely. Oh, the Unlikely. Oh, okay. Uh, unworthy got, he was terrible. He's considered one of the worst kings right. in all of Westeros. Yeah. Uh, the Unlikely is actually the younger brother, and they even brought it up in this episode. Yeah, let's uh, say time with this episode. Of uh, Little Egg Action. Of Amon. Yes. To be fair, the Unness was 100% correct. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, so follow us on Twitter, uh, at SRM Podcast, and you can, uh, you can win that. Uh, it's, uh, we're going to send you both. It's the Hedge Knight and the Sworn Sword graphic novels. Yeah, signed by us if you'd like it. And, no, it's, um, not, it's not. It's not. It's mandatory. And if you, yeah, it'll be signed by us, and it, uh, we will give we give points to uh, shout outs to me, David. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um, speaking of shout outs, though, if you if you watch the show, we watch it and we live tweet it. So if you tweet at us, uh, you can tweet at us with any questions, comments, uh, concerns. I don't Chris's know. Comments. <laughs> yeah, comments. Yeah, so do that at SRM Podcast or email us at srmpodcast.gmail.com. Got it. All right, so uh, some first thoughts about this episode overall. Uh, so a lot of stuff happened, right? <laughs> yeah. Like we went everywhere, people did things. And I, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I wasn't feeling this one. Uh, left a little empty. Yeah. Where didn't we go this time? We didn't see Arya. We right. didn't see the. Brand. We didn't see the Bravos. Yeah, we're not seeing Bran. We're seeing Bran. Okay. Or Brienne. Well, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Brienne for a second. Oh, I we did. Brienne. She we was standing on a hill for a second. It, oh, that's thinking, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which made me think, like, is she the one looking for the candle in the window? She's yeah. just chilling outside looking for a candle. For the candle in the window. How is she connected oh. to the candle in the window she, before this? She told the old man. It was a hey, woman. woman. No, no. And she the, was in an inn, and she's like, "Hey, old man, mm-hmm. I need you to do something for me." Uh-huh. And then she's, old man goes to old woman, and the, <laughs> it's like, "Hey, old woman, give this message." 
Um, old people have names, Hunter. Uh, what are <laughs> any of their yeah, names? Sounds like most scripts name are right. Chester Copperpot. <laughs> Man, that old man was named Chester Copperpot. Was he the penguin's father? Um, no, it's from the goose bubble. Hey, old man, you see this? You know which president this is? Ulysses S. Grant. If you got friends in the north, you tell everybody. <laughs> Everyone who helps Santa Stock gets one of these. <laughs> David, what do you got? Um, I agree with Hunter, um, but there's some fun nudity in this one. Oh God! Um, and I'm not I'm not ashamed to talk about right. the things that people want to talk about. Um, no, uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, again, a lot happened, but it was all Snoresville and preamble. I feel like to actual things happening. I think this whole season so far is preamble to actual things happening. Yeah. Like there must be a huge amount of shit that's crammed into eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. I feel you, you ever listen to like the eighteen twelve overture? I have frequently. You know that you know that <laughs> part. Morning. It's my alarm. That part at the beginning where it's like it's like all this build up, mm-hmm. and then it's like all of a sudden it goes. Bam, dun, 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 dun. Oh wait, no, that's. Have you ever heard Wait, oh god, I have an offer for you. In the no, meantime, we'll come back to you. Of, that's Carmen. Caitlin, Never mind. Caitlin, what do you got? Um, I actually really like this episode because I do feel like this season's been a lot of build-up, but for me, this episode, at least in uh, its deviation from the book, because when books deviate, when it deviates from the book normally, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Because they reach somewhat similar conclusions, mm-hmm. just in a stupider way, or they leave out characters <laughs> that I really like. Um, but in this one, they deviated in the way that I want to happen, which is to see what flipping happens when Tyrion finally gets to meet Daenerys, so I was super excited that that actually happened, and that was cool, and I also love when Cersei gets her comeuppance, I think that's the most fun thing. Yeah. That's like my, one of my Oof. favorite parts, so. Yeah, especially after that strut. Oh, yeah. That was I, like Obama head, walking off after yeah. he just announced Osama thinking, Bin Laden was killed. I was thinking it was like in Mean Girls when they walked down the hallway to pass <laughs> that Dutch. That's how I imagine it, like, don't, 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 pass that Dutch, baby. Shake it, shake it, stop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that on the computer tomorrow. But yeah, so I really liked for an otherwise uh, like build up slow season. I really like this episode because two things that happened that were exciting for me personally. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this show had everything: tiny ambulance, <laughs> <right>, Stefan, <laughs> tiny ambulance, <laughs> ambulance, a tiny, ambulance. tiny, tiny blue amulets of the cure. Uh, knowing nods after freeing dwarves. Um, pretty dragon ladies. All right. I changed my mind. This episode was even stupider than I fucking thought it was. <laughs> what? Because even the nudity was stupid. Yeah. Oh, no. Every uh, this skin. was it was needed. What I was trying yeah, to needed. say. What I was trying to say before. With my, it, it seems like everything's going to build up this season, and then in the last episode, it's just going to have to be like, like just real. Yeah, we got it. Look at that butter commercial. What's that commercial with that song? Yeah, you know that famous butter commercial. Oh, Home Alone. Yes, Home Alone, that really long commercial. <laughs> yeah. Just Everyone like Tchaikovsky that. wrote it. But... <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, let's uh, just begin with the wall. Uh, so we see Tormund uh, is getting unchained because him and John are about to go uh, uh, meet with the wildlings mm-hmm. and try to convince them to come uh, uh, south of the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hard home. A fun, real fun moment I thought with uh, Sir Alistair. Um, just the, the the moment itself, where he's like, I uh, have to advise uh, completely against this. Uh, this is really dumb. Uh, yeah, well, uh, once again, thanks for your 
thanks for your opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just goes goes on his way. Um, we have so there are two things. One, we have seen Littlefinger go from Winterfell to King's Landing in the span of one episode. We have seen people cross oceans in the span of one episode. It's taken Jon Snow three episodes to get on his goddamn horse and start <laughs> leaving for this excursion. <laughs> He's got a also. Gilly's baby hasn't grown at all. No. <laughs> that is chubbier. Okay, so he's got like one pound. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Alright, so Amon is on his deathbed, ends up, Amon dies, um, oh. uh, and he says to Gilly, get south before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, that could, that's for a bunch of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he dies. Uh, Sam gives his, uh, gives her a nice eulogy. Um, and uh, really inappropriately, Alistair kind of pulls him aside at the funeral uh, and says, You're losing all your friends, Tarly. <laughs> Not cool. It reminded me of, uh, yeah, like you said, like wrestling. Like, is, is Alistair going to turn heel now mm-hmm. again? And I feel like his character just has no ground rules that I can count on. Yeah. You know? Like, they're just like, oh, let's just change him. Um... Sam's proven himself to be a great orator again. Mm-hmm. He gave a he gave mm-hmm. a, a very nice. <laughs> what? What do you? What do you? Look, we can't react every time I start smiling. What are you flapping your gums about over there? Um, yeah, it, I, I have many more opinions on what occurred later and and where this episode lies in the sequence of this. You know. Later, as in within that storyline. Within line? this, with okay. So Gilly gets Gilly gets cornered. Uh, Sam gets the shit kicked out of him, uh, and then he then he has really uh, he has really bruised, uh, battered sex. Yeah. Uh, no, it was soft, gentle sex. Well, he was bruised and battered. Yeah. Are you gonna do the noise that Sam did? Yeah, he was like, ooh. Uh. <laughs> he sounded like, he sounded like, like, oh my, oh my, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> Oh dear! He sounded like the beginning of a Prince song. <laughs> um, I think in the context of like this episode and this scene happening right after what happened last week, mm-hmm. like they put us right back into a place where we were just like, like, like again, like seriously again. And uh, I don't know, maybe like because obviously these are written and produced and shot well in advance, and they didn't know what kind of you know crowd reaction they were going to get from that. I don't know if they make that decision if they know, like how like, it was just a lot to throw the audience right back into. I, I guess it, I guess it turned out okay, but it immediately was another one of the things like we're using a woman in distress as a vehicle to, to bring a man's perspective, like to kind of like push him through a corridor, and it just felt gross again. Yeah, to me, I mean, it always consistently fits within the world of the show. I'm never surprised when this stuff happens. Yeah, I'm always like that fits within the logic of the world. That fits within what this environment would be like for this woman uh, within this historical fiction environment. Um, <laughs> and at least this one, I felt like there was a more immediate payoff. It, it was a, it was a way that we could prove that Sam was always going to take care of her. That this that took their relationship somewhere else. So at least there was an immediate payoff in this sure. that we knew right away, like what the purpose of that was. I also like Justice Wolf. That's Justice Wolf. Yeah, we all we just like fist to the air when when oh uh, uh, when, ghost uh, when ghost yeah. came just here. Justice yeah. Wolf. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's what I call him. Um, I was like, how do you guys all know what she's talking about? He's loyal oh, to that's for the anime of Game of Thrones. <laughs> He's loyal to Justice Wolf. I I mean I, I agree with what you say, but like I, I guess my thing is just that yeah we know this 
we know this world is like that. So I, I, I don't know. Like, like, it, and again, like, yeah, it's always used as a vehicle for a male character's growth. And I don't, I don't know. It just feels like it happens too often yeah. and it happens. It seems to be their only go-to for showing that a female character is in peril. Um, yep. And that seems like... Like, if you needed to grow Sam, if you needed to grow Sam's character and, like, show that Sam is coming of age and Sam, like, yeah. hey, he's already killed a White Walker yeah, and a Thang. Come of age. You know, so it's like, you set it up with Alistair Thorne saying, like, hey, man, you got no more friends here. So, like, just have those two guys bully Sam. If he's like, yo, guess what? Your boy's gone. Your old man's dead. Now everyone's just going to come. Like, just have them bully Sam in that room and then they can get into a fight. You don't need and- and I, I'm I like I, I don't and I don't like to like be like oh in the books it was this way and that, that. I love it. But I think in the books, I think they just get a little drunk and fuck. That's true. No, oh Sam and Sam, Sam and Gilly. Gilly? Yeah. Okay. But I but like that. I just meant the immediate circumstances were. Yeah. Were a little bit more. There wasn't like so much like, who I'm fired up from that fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess for me too, like the growth wasn't just about Sam as an individual. So that's why it wouldn't work to just have him bullied. Yeah, uh, okay. not to be in defense of this, but it was more about the growth of the relationship. So if it's just about Sam being like, well, "I'm standing up for myself," kind of thing, then he can absolutely be bullied. But if it's about them growing in their relationship, in in that sense, yeah. then it, then it makes more sense. I guess I'm just hypersensitive right now because like last week grossed me out so much yeah. that I was just like this episode. I was just like yeah. everything nice happened to everyone. And also, why? I mean, we're we're at the nice watch, right? So it's like ten billion dudes. This is essentially prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't there been any gay rape threats? <laughs> Did I just ruin this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> what? Thanks, everybody. Well, I'm just saying, like, why is nobody like, hey, fat boy won't come? I think gone. they did. Because <laughs> didn't. Oh no, that was uh, that was Theon. That was Theon. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I guess it was, and and also that was brutal. That was some brutal punches, man. I thought for a second yeah. we were gonna like lose Sam. Yeah, <sighs> Sam took a punt to the head, and he was still going. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he he got up after all of that. Yeah, uh, I don't know where it would have gone. He probably would have still gotten a you know some more shit kicked out of him. Can um, call him Glassjaw Sam. Uh, but go save the day. Justice Wolf. Did Jon Snow talk about leaving Ghost behind in a previous episode? No. Or is this. Uh oh. Or if he just couldn't find the ghost, that's why it's taken so long to leave. And he's like, I just gotta go now. <laughs> ghost was out drinking the night before they all left, and he like woke up and like, oh shit, it's eight! <laughs> so what, what's gonna happen here? I mean, Between Sam all of you have read the books, mm-hmm. uh, I have not. Um, usually there's at least one or two other people here that, that haven't. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the, the, you're, asking, you're asking us what, what we think is going to happen in the show, which we know has no bearing on the books anymore. Right, but you have more, edu- more of an educated guess than I do. I think, uh, Gilly's baby might, might come into play. Yeah. In some way. Okay. 
Um, like the baby's the hero. Like if, yeah. if, if <laughs> justice baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> justice is on the back of the wolf. The baby's the baby's chiseling off some dragon glass tiny baby daggers <laughs> or a tiny baby shuriken. Well, that was uh, oh. one one moment uh, that we didn't mention. That oh, Sam that gives so Sam gives uh, John uh, the uh, obsidian uh, yeah. dragon glass. I know what it is. It's only a model. He gives him the the dragon glass, which you know. They're they're going north of the wall, so it's quite possible that we're going to yeah. finally see uh, see some walkers, white walkers this time. There's a big spoiler about that in the in in the online sphere. It was just on IMDb, yeah. like just regular normal IMDb yeah. browsing would have spoiled a lot. Sir Ian McKellen, literally just like it's, it's just names of it's you, it's names of actors right. and what their character name is. You're like, oh, okay. Dead Uncle Benjamin. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought the most beautiful thing was Eamon's, Eamon's dying uh, dying words. Oh, yeah. I, feel, I dreamt I was old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just about that moment. Uh, I think... I don't think they did Eamon justice uh, as far as his death. I think that, that needed more. Um, to me, that's... He's, a, he's an episode 8, 9 death. Uh, to me, he's meant so much to uh, to John. John wasn't even around for it. Um, uh, and just listening to uh, having just finished Storm of Swords and, and listening to uh, World of Ice and Fire now, um, just getting so much more of the history because uh, he he's a hundred and I think a hundred and two or a hundred and four years old. Um, so. Yeah, he's been around for a, a whole long, you know, a real long time. So I just want I just want to see him a little more drawn out, I guess, rather than just cut right to him sick and then he's dead. He looked like Care about Amon, guys. Care about <laughs> in the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, he's after, just... Okay. After Ooze goes into oh, his... When it cut... <laughs> he's laying his Rangers. <laughs> when it cut to him after he said his, like, last words and it cut to before, I was like, did they bury him in a bunch of black sand? Why, why did they because... CGI him in the... Was that what that was? It that looks, was it looked like they had... Into the, the sticks. It looks like... like, I want my own sticks. <laughs> he, I hate sticks. Sticks. <laughs> A rider in his contract. Well, no, no sticks. sticks. <laughs> no pyres. Um, yeah. You know, it looked like they had a standee of him, like a cardboard cutout just laid in top of sticks. Um, um, I really liked his whole ode to George Michael's girlfriend before he died. Ache. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, I, I just wish. I, I, I'm glad I don't have a stupid nickname so no one spends their dying days, like my family doesn't spend their dying days saying something as dumb as egg. Egg! <laughs> we have so many stupid nicknames for you, you don't even know it. Yeah. Oh, no. You gotta wait till we die so you can hear them. <laughs> <laughs> so we're delirious. Uh, yeah, just a couple quick uh, things on Amon, just as reminders, I guess. Uh, he was Targaryen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was. Uh, he did. Dragon. He turned down the throne. Uh, then it went to Aegon the Unlikely. Um, he was like a hundred and. I think it was something like a hundred. Listening to this to this book, uh, when John arrives at the wall, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty old. Uh, so he's probably like I don't know what, just, how long has it been now. One hundred and three, hundred four years old. Yeah, something. Like well, that. judging by the age of Gilly's baby, <laughs> six weeks. He's, he's now younger. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, now only ninety-two. I agree with you in that. I, I don't. I also don't think they set up the fact that he was that ill enough. No. Like it, no. 
Like he was, he was like, ah, oh, oh, had the had the the little ring in my pocket the whole time. Guess yeah. who's Lord Commander? Yeah, I and guess then, at 104 you don't have to be that ill. Yeah, it's it like, can just happen. He must have like sneezed two episodes ago. And like that's it, that's set up. <laughs> yeah. He had a he had pneumonia. Well, there he's dead now. He has like um, triple the lifespan of everyone else in the show. Mm-hmm. He didn't piss anyone off. That's, that's, that's his secret to survival was just like laying low and going to the Night's Watch. Yeah, he was uh, just because I have it all in my head from listening you, to this. He went to the he was sent to the wall uh, by his dad because there was just too many heirs, uh, and then. When they were trying to decide how many, try, trying to decide who the heir was going to be, he was called back as a maester. He had been in the uh, the citadel, um, and he turned it down. Then they asked him, like, "Hey, why don't you do it? Because mm-hmm. you're you're uh, next in line." And he just said no. So it went to uh, to Aegon. So I think it, I, I just wanted to see a little more emphasis put on because I talked about him so much. For he was part of a couple of my my locks. Yeah. Guys. Do you think? Um do you think Sam becomes the new maester? He, he'd have to be trained to be one. I mean, sure. he, he could fill that role. I think. I mean, he's been uh, he's, so he's been books. the steward of the of the library for uh, <laughs> since he got there. If I'm Sam, they got all these unmanned towers, right? So I say, listen, let me get one. And I take <laughs> I'm taking Gilly somewhere else. I'm just having a nice life in a tower. <laughs> I'm going to the... I'm, I'm fixing that thing up. Two over from the Shadow Tower. We're going to fix it up nice. Got a little fence. <laughs> We're going to raise chickens. We're going to jump to Stannis because it's related to this. Because uh, it's the so, only other place that's snowing right now. Yeah, he's stuck. He's stuck. Uh, snowing, snowing pretty hard. Um... Uh, Davos advises waiting and he's all about just like no let's just keep pushing yeah. forward pushing forward uh, and Melisandre I'm pretty sure uh, said that she needs uh, Shireen yep yeah. yep yeah. she Which the we, last uh, episode too she was real heavy handed she was like oh we better bring her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I mean we've been saying that for a little while now it would be a shame now. if something were to happen to a grayscale <laughs> daughter and we brought it up on the previous podcast too that that would be a, a thing yeah. where uh, Stannis would have to make the decision. Uh, I still, I still gonna put down the lock that uh, Selyse is gonna be the one to kill Shireen. Ugh. Um, although if he knows that 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 Aemon is Targaryen, maybe he can just, uh, just be like, grave rob some blood. He doesn't need Targaryen blood. He needs he king's needs blood. King's blood. Right. So Aemon would not have. Well, he has the the blood of a uh, the blood of a king. He's got the same amount of blood as. I mean, I feel like then there's gendry. a gendry. Whole... Not anymore, because he's all ashes now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's got to be easier ways to get king's blood. <laughs> Just, like, take some from Well, maybe in 1985 it's available in every corner drugstore, but in... Gotta be okay. In 275... Merge the show True Blood AC. with Game of Thrones. Synthetic king's blood. Oh. Like yeah. Uh, anything else about Stannis? No, this is oh, he's trying to get stuff. fresh. He tried to get real. Oh yeah, he tried to get fresh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, thanks for knocking over my toys. I don't think he lets Shireen die. Yeah, maybe I'm clouded too much by my love of Stannis. I mean, we might be watching his undoing right now. Like he oh, might, yeah. he might be, he might have like in terms of fate choices. If he, it's like kill Shireen, win, but not kill Shireen lose you know that's why I think it's 
it's still going to happen. She's going to die, but it's going to be at the hand of Solis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love and the then... test of his moral compass. I think it's the most interesting thing, because it's like, for every character in this show, it's not only like, even if everything was going perfectly, their mission is difficult for what mm-hmm. they want to achieve, but then on a personal level, they have these things about like, how far am I willing to go to, to accomplish this thing. It's really interesting. I just wish he would have been a little bit more absolute in his refusal to do that because he was like what there has to be another way I just wanted to be like get yeah. out yeah. later bye uh, I don't need your bay. crazy ghosts anymore alright uh, then let's ghosts. move on to Dorn with uh, <laughs> Jamie Marcella and the Sand Snakes Jamie is talking to Marcella saying that she wants to stay she's in love with Tristan uh, you don't you don't know me uh, and then Bron is in the uh, in the prison singing quite beautifully. Oh, it's great. Uh, the Dornishman's wife. Well, you've uh, seen the the YouTube videos that he used to be a pop star in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's got yeah. He used to be he used to be part of like a like almost like a Simon and Garfunkel kind of thing. It was like his last name and then I forget yeah. what his name was, but <laughs> that's a weird title. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he gets he gets poisoned. He got sliced with that dagger last uh, last episode, uh, and uh, I don't know which one that is. Tyene, uh, Tyene, the girl. Yeah, yeah So she's she's the one that got the daggers. Yeah, she's got the daggers she, of the sand snakes on the show. She's the youngest. She is Alaria Sand's daughter, whereas the other two are are different women's daughters. But so uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and she starts trying to work that poison. Yeah. Uh, and. She uh, gets his blood boiling. Yeah. Why didn't she just say, hey, Bron, do some jumping jacks? <laughs> <He's> like, no, <laughs> it'll feel really good. Yeah, you'll, like, you'll feel better. It's exercise, prison exercise. Nah, nah, I'm tired. I'm gonna relax in prison. You're supposed to vacation. <laughs> if you don't use those muscles, you're gonna lose them. Nah, that's a myth. <laughs> it's an old prison myth. <laughs> Yo, man, door right now, this is a new city for me. I could give two farts what's happening there. After that scene from A Knight's Tale last week, I just don't even care. Oh, nice <laughs> fighting just this real like vaudeville shit. I oh don't God. even care what's going on there. Yeah, Dorn is uh, also. Uh, how is Jamie? Like, so is Jamie just the only reason Jamie's not in chains in a dungeon is because he's Jamie? Because Lannister? he's Jamie. I'm pretty sure. I, would I think, feel yeah. like I don't care who invades my sovereign nation. I don't care if you're, you know, what's Bill Clinton's brother's name? Will Clinton. No, I think that's still Terry Bill. Clinton. Ter- Trill Clinton. I don't care if Terry Clinton comes in. He's like, "Yo, my bro's Bill Clinton." I was like, "Yeah, you're still going to jail. You just jumped in here and tried to kill a bunch of people." No, no, no. I, I think that um, mm-hmm. I, I like again. Like I give, I think that they're playing a long game here. Oh god! And so they're treating Jamie nice because they're probably going to ask him to do something, or they're going to do something with him, or they they're just not worth it. You know, Bron and the Snan Snakes are They're they're a bunch of goofs. They can go in prison, but you know, you don't you, you let the you let the high class guy stay in a nice place, get a get a robe. And they're basically just letting Mycella um just kind of like wail on him like he is her dad, or she knows that he is. Or she's like, I don't life. want to go yeah, you're ruining my life. <laughs> I hate you. I like you. You're not the boss of me. I said, well, you don't understand. He's my boyfriend. I disagree. She looks at him like she's like, why? Why? Why the f does my uncle care what I do? <laughs> really? Because I feel like I feel like if we didn't know, if we didn't know that the show hasn't established that she knows, I would think that she knows yeah. based on her. Her. Uh, I don't. I feel like her. you guys are projecting the fact that you know onto her. I feel like, I feel like I'm don't watching. Tell me why I feel the way I feel. <laughs> me. Okay. Well, you're telling Marcella how she feels. 
I'm well, with I, David. <laughs> I really liked her dress. <laughs> Which one? The pink one. <laughs> it was so pretty. Dorn fashion is the best fashion. Dorn fashion is the best fashion. I like her and Tristan. I think that's. You like, I, I think it's got legs. More. Yeah, <laughs> I like those two. Oh, can we talk? Oh, well, that was last week. But seriously, those two were making out from the time that um, Jamie and Bron were like eight miles away on horseback from the the castle till when they showed up to catch. They were still making out. Like, Classic water gardens make out. That's like an Maybe hour and a half. They're sleep making out. <laughs> you ever get in that situation? <laughs> well, sleep making out. Are you in the water gardens and you just fall asleep with no, your still tongue in? Uh, their, their kissing is on the same timeline as Gilly's baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this show. The show's getting, oh, it's getting sillier and less. And it's, that's and so fun. I like, I, like, the sillier gets, the more I'm enjoying it, honestly. Oh, I don't know. I don't feel as invested. I don't like it when I watch it, but then I we talk about it, and I'm like, this show's so silly. <laughs> that fight last week was the stupidest thing I ever saw, and it was amazing. It was the most they, goof troop thing. Just yeah. skipping around and like going like this. And it was like, it was like uh, Kenny Ortega choreographed it. <laughs> it reminded me of like the fights in the Nutcracker ballet, where like they're just like you know like presenting their swords at people and then skipping past them. I was thinking more along. Lines of like the Joel Schumacher Batman movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the whole thing reminds me of the Mummy. Like this all just <laughs> seems like like yeah. I'm just waiting for Brendan Fraser to come out or a big old Mummy sand face. Mm. And you would hate that. I hate that. Yeah, oh, for this show, anything can be improved by a Mummy <laughs> or Brendan Fraser. Facts. <laughs> why did she? Why she got the? I guess in case she cuts herself, but that's why she's carrying that antidote around. I think she just doesn't for like the, I think that was a long game on her part. Like I'm gonna get somebody someday. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna get him with my spear with the poison on it. I'm gonna give him a boner with my boobs, and then when <laughs> the blood starts pumping real hard, it was a bet. I'd be like, hey, tiny blue, am- tiny blue amulet, uh, pink. Don't drop it. And tell me I'm that. pretty. Tell yeah, me right. I'm pretty. I, Am I pretty? Am I pretty? Yeah. She's okay. reading Dorn Tiger Beat when she's growing up, and <laughs> this, she's imagining this moment. This is another situation where I would be severely disappointed if. Uh, <laughs> I would be severely disappointed if the only purpose of that scene was just to show that Tyene is, like, impetuous. Like, if that was just her, like, playing Bronn to be, like, to get him to say I'm pretty, Ugh. that's stupid. Yeah. That's why, like, I, I can't, I can't abide. I can't abide these idiot scenes when they're taking out other cool plot lines that I really like. Anytime they have a scene that's like just two people flirting in prison or like uh, kissing up on a on a eunuch or something, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Take this garbage out, yeah. So I can see some actual storylines that were really cool and might have bigger payoff. I the goddamn Greyjoys. I will defend. I'm a Sandy Grey Worm to my death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think one thing that this season might be struggling with is uh, the bridge between the, trying to stay true to the books uh, and knowing that they have to veer away. Um, so some things are probably getting drawn out because they know some of the end games. Um, so I just think that it's it's a, it's a weird mix right now of uh, trying to make everybody happy. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it's, and, and it's not quite working. Happen. Yeah, and, and, and it's not quite well, working like, as well. The way you handle that is like you're given a really cool world to work in with a bunch of really cool characters. There's always so much stuff going on. You don't add more idiot romance plot lines in there that don't have bigger payoffs. Well, like, we don't know they don't have big payoffs. You are just assuming they don't have big yeah. payoffs. Yeah, there's hey. nothing that is going to come between Green Room and Sandy. Like that's never going to be a thing that is going to have a bigger payoff. How do you know that? That's going to be an emotional thing. Because what stakes could it have? What stakes could it have in wait, the broader picture? Wait, I'm so, what do we have if we don't have emotional things? Uh, There's so much other stuff going on that I don't need another emotional romance thing in there. There's so much other shit going on. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm not willing to, to count out what they're doing. I think the real problem is that George R. R. Martin writes too fucking slow. So he told them <laughs> the ending. They have the first, let's say, half of the, the story... And there's this other half that he probably has all these big points like the Red Wedding and all this interesting stuff that he, you know, that he had in other stuff. And they're now trying to hit points that they're inventing themselves. Do we? And think- they're drawing it out because they're hoping that at some point George R. R. Martin sits in front of his goddamn ColecoVision and plots out a few more things <laughs> so that they're not um, navigating without a map. Uh, what I would like to see is them go their own road. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, George R. R. Martin go his road because for me I just love this world so much and if I have two completely different entities uh, that I can enjoy just like with like any, anybody that enjoys um, uh, you just disagree with fan that. No, fiction I sorts of things with that. Um, what I absolutely agree with that the world is so fun I think adding extra romance elements to me seems like treading water because they're waiting to find out more plot points they can reach to. So adding scenes that are just flirtation or romance or like just weird throwaway things that reinforce character behaviors we already know or add in fluff stuff that TV viewers like but aren't necessarily exploring the cool depths of this world, the characters that exist there, that is treading water to me. I would rather the show was like, fuck it, we have this established world, we've followed the book so far, now we'll just play on in this way. Because George R. R. Martin in all of his interviews also talked about, he's like, these are two separate entities, like they're mm-hmm. two separate things, so why not then just continue on and do whatever they I, want mm-hmm. to do within that? Because right now having scenes like that that are minor seems like, they, like they're like, okay, we know how this ends, but like, we're going to kind of hold out to see how if we can connect to a further point. And so they have these throwaway scenes, and I think mm-hmm. they're just wasting time. That's why the season feels like we're just treading water in a lot of areas. Because that's what they're doing. The scene fe- I mean, to me, the show feels like it's treading water because the major characters aren't doing anything. They're talking about things, and then they and then it takes four episodes for those things to happen. Um, I, like, I think that one of the things that the show does way better than the books is that we learn about characters that are not POV characters. And so I'm not going to like I can't I can't blame the show for giving us little glimpses into that stuff I, because the reason it, that all seems silly is because it's it's whereas in the earlier seasons it's being framed against big things happening, important things happening. Now it's being framed against Jamie taking four episodes to do a stupid half-wit plot. <laughs> it's being framed against Jon Snow taking three episodes to get on his goddamn horse. <laughs> And and I think that's I, th- I think I think like that is the to me the big picture problem with this season. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I think um, I think Caitlin, your your point is is also echoed. Like not even just like dealing with characters that we are that are still active, but you're adding these tertiary things that are distracting and, and ultimately kind of empty for me to pursue when you've got like a rogues gallery of characters whose plot lines you have just abandoned. 
You know, like where's Gendry? Where's the Blackfish? Where's Where's Benjamin Stark? Where's there's so many people who ha- we've established have made me care about them, and they're just like later well, the, the great joys, the the phrase, the you know. That's why I think this season is going. I think they're probably going to look at the season and know that okay, in season six, uh, they probably already have uh, looked at it, and they're going to have to just start doing their own their own things even more. I mean, oh. things things are kind of changing from the, from the books now, which uh, you know I, I don't care. Um, but they're going to have to do those things. They're going to have to create their own path uh, and really follow it. And I hope that they that they really do um, to keep things more interesting. Uh, but to your point about some things being Caitlin's point being some things being uh, throwaway. Some of it is, but also some of it really does come back to uh, mean something. Like even the uh, uh, what I thought was throwaway at the time uh, with. Uh, Oliver and Loris together and Marjorie just kind of walking in. Um, they weren't really discussing much, but it ended up being really relevant, of course. Right. Um, but that's in the minority of those, of a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree like, with Dave that it's interesting to have characters that aren't point of view characters coming in. It's just like, even when that happens in the book, when there's a new character introduced and they just have one chapter and then it's a throwaway, it's still like you learn something about the culture or you learn something about the politics or you learn something about the history of the world that's more interesting to me than what's happening now. I'm not yeah. learning anything with these these like minor scenes yeah. about the world that is enhancing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can pull some of this stuff. We could have... Uh Blackfish forging his own way somewhere. Just there's oh, so much so stuff, cool. so much stuff that he, that could be done. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, to Winterfell. No oh, boy, Winterfell. Um, see, Sansa is really. I mean, she's got bruises and cuts all over her. Brutal. This is brutal. It seems like they're turning this into help me, Theon Greyjoy, or my only hope. Uh, uh, but does it? Because then she picks up the corkscrew on the wall. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, so for that. me, this becomes like Sansa has consistently pro- like proved after the the bath scene where she's like, "This is my home, like you can't scare me," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And after this, I think this is like both. It's it, it's like a cool. I mean, I'm hoping this is what it becomes. It's a cool like see the flip side of the coin where like Theon and Sansa have both been put through incredible trauma, and now Sansa, this person, I think after seeing Littlefinger and after seeing her lie in the eerie after like Lissa's death and all that stuff, I think this is going to be the point where she's like okay, I have to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. And after seeing Theon go against her like that, then it's like, all right, Theon is going to continue to just be a, like just a flippin' idiot. Mm. It's just the worst. Yeah. And Sansa's going to have to do figure out how to do something for herself. And this is, I think, a huge growth yep. opportunity for that character, which is really cool. Yeah, so it she's sucks, got a... It's really yeah, cool. yeah. she's... I really want to see her be the one to, to, to kill... Figure something yeah, out. Yeah, everyone figure something does, out yeah. To, to kill yeah. him. Um... Uh, just a couple quick points from this. Uh, she asks Theon to light the beacon. Um, he, he goes to do it, and and Winter is Winter's there. There, Winter has arrived. It looks Winter like. looks more in Winterfell than it did at. I mean, I guess they they talk about Storm. Yeah. So maybe it's just like localized in that area, but like Castle Black didn't look as wintry as Winterfell. Why the walls so tall? Locking all the clouds. So uh, can, I take a, can I take a poll real quick? Um, which is. <laughs> Uh, did anybody think that Reek was going to do the intended thing with that candle? Oh man! No, no. What do you mean? I didn't. I I was sure he was taking that to Ramsay. So wait, 
question then. Let me make sure I understood what happened in this episode I just watched. Ramsey was or was not waiting in the place he was supposed to light the candle. I don't think it he was. was. No, he took, it, he took it to Ramsey. The way it was shot, we saw him looking at the broken tower like he was going to go there, but we never saw him actually enter into the broken tower. So I think it was going to be like, oh, there it is. So, in, so I thought that Ramsey somehow knew about the whole thing and like planted himself in the broken tower, which is way more yeah. chilling. So yeah. I was very oh. chilled. Yeah, that's what I thought at first too. Until the uh, the next thing, uh, we she, we she well we she that the uh, the North remembers lady, uh, as I believe she's credited in IMDb, uh, was flayed. Sansa's is crying, of course. Um, she grabs the before they even get there. They, she grabs the the corkscrew, uh, and she is kind of going back and forth with Ramsay, challenging his uh, legitimacy to to to. Um, take over uh, or to stay as the lord uh, because Walda's pregnant uh, he's a natural born it could be a son that's natural born he would take over um, and yeah so she's she's got some she's she's pretty tough as far as uh, how she's been acting even in light of mm-hmm. what's been going on with her um, and can I ask to, can I take another informal poll <laughs> yeah um is Ramsey so crazy and unhinged that he will eventually be his own undoing? Uh, that, like, what, Roos will have to put him down? Or some kind of, like, he'll do something that, that threatens... That, uh, that, I, that I guess, that I guess will, will, um, uh, what's it, will, will, will Ramsey's own chickens come home to Roos, rega- I mean, to roost, regardless <laughs> of... <laughs> Are you saying that because of Ramsey's actions, something will take place that he gets comeuppance? That that yeah, will will Ramsey eventually is art? Yeah, will saying? Ramsey eventually do something that leads to his own demise? Like I think he already has. Yeah, I think that's been. I think already. I think, from I think day one. if it's going to happen, he's already done that. But I don't mean in a cosmic sense. I mean in no. a practical sense. Oh no, I think he already has. By I think there are people in the north. They're going to set a that, trap and then he walks into it. <laughs> that aren't cool. That now that they know that there's a Stark, I think there are people in the north that know his true nature. I think there are people in the north that do not want the Boltons there. They want the Starks back. And I think he will ultimately get what's coming to him. Um, whether or not he st- keeps doing more and more heinous stuff to quicken that end, for, he probably will. Or, because it's Game of Thrones, he'll be on the Iron Throne at the season finale, <laughs> oh and God. he'll have eight dragons, and they're all flayed, <laughs> and they're fire-breathing <laughs> flayed dragons. Uh, I mean, he flayed that, that old woman, uh, <sighs> and presented her in the, uh, the courtyard there. Uh, so there's there, we know that there's a bunch of people around uh, in the area that, that do support the Starks. Um, so yeah, someone's going to see that, and word's going to get get out even more. Like, hey, yeah. we, we thought he was bad. You know what? He's fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and maybe uh, the Car Starks. I don't know. That they're, they're we know Bear Islands. Bear Islands. Bear Island, Bear Island only recognizes the Starks. Mm-hmm. Maybe the my ideal situation. Car Starks can come back to the Brienne, like leads a siege on, on like on the castle comes up all this stuff it's all set to the Taylor Swift song Bad Blood they like kill these people they go up to the tower to save Sansa and Sansa already has like slit Ramsey's throat with the corkscrew and she's just wiping it on her gown and she's like oh you're here and like it's awesome then she, and then Justice Wolf yeah and then Justice, Justice Wolf, Wolf. <laughs> has they all with jump a baby on, on his back yeah. like, and then he rides away on a unicorn 
Yeah. Justice Swift riding on a rainbow. And like Taylor Swift has been like shooing a horse and she looks up and just like, hey! Because that's the end of the Bad Blood song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you should listen to that. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, was, where was Brienne looking from? Just on some <laughs> just hill a, outside. Just, just, hill. just a hill over yonder. Yeah. <laughs> I think she popped her head up like it was... um. Like what's it called in in, in Star Wars? Yeah. She had a real casual lean going on her sword. Yeah. Where's my buddy Pod at? Was he there in the background? I don't think we saw Pod this time. Pod's probably like yeah. polishing her shoes. Down He's shooing the horse with Taylor Swift. Uh, what's her yeah, sword's uh, name? Uh, Oath Keeper. Oath Keeper. Oath Keeper. Oh, yeah. You're that? keeping all those oaths, lady. Oath Keeper, which was forged, one of the swords forged from, from uh, ice. ice. From ice. As far as Brienne being in uh, Winterfell, we, we've talked about it before. A little the podcast uh, that. Uh, I think Frank, yeah, Frank brought it up too. Uh, well, he he took it a step further, saying that uh, Brienne would arrive, have the opportunity to save Sansa, um, but Stannis would also kind of, she'd see him and then just kind of um, it it it'll she'll choose between Sansa and Stannis mm. and go to mm-hmm. uh, take you know to deal with Stannis. But I think uh, that would end up being her death. No. Yeah. Alright, yeah. moving Because uh, it'll probably build us up to hope for it and then it won't happen. So, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, moving on to Marine. Um, uh, Jora, Jora's on the auction block. Uh, Tyrion beats up his captor. Oh, cool. <laughs> Just a poor little intern. Uh, poor little, poor little war. It's not a poor intern. That guy was gleefully whipping Tyrion he was at the back of the line. Where Tyrion's not going to speed that line up. He's a little guy at the end of the line. That guy's just having a good time with his whip. I was happy when Tyrion beat him up with a chain. That did did remind me of like, uh, what's that? It's either a movie or TV show where the guy's like, like he's like ready to prove himself. He's like, no wait, give me someone smaller. You don't know. <laughs> it's like... A dream you had, David? That was a dream I had. Your dream job is old. Yeah. I had a dream uh, I was beating people up, but every time somebody big came, I said, okay, not you. <laughs> but, like, somebody else. I'll yeah, yeah, that. somebody weaker. Uh, so the the team stays together. Uh, somebody somebody bought them. Uh, Some of those outfits of the people buying the slaves were outrageous. They were totally like washers on their foreheads right? with chains everywhere. Like, what do you say, washer forehead people? Ooh, we, we we yield to the macrame outfit people. Uh, they arrive at the uh, the backyard uh, fighting pit. <laughs> this was so dumb. This did this piss anybody else off? Yeah. No, I uh, loved it. Yeah, well, I'm not not the no not okay. With the film Faraday set up? Yeah, where he was like, if you win here, you're going to go to the main the main coliseum, whatever, and you're going to fight in front of the queen. And then they just cut, cut and it's like, nope, queen's here. Yeah. Like that. that then why cool. even... Listen, then why set it up? Because uh, I was... When they were doing that, I was so ready to be like, oh, man, it's going to take all season for Tyrion and Jorah to get to the queen. And then it's going to be like, last episode, they're going to see her. 
and then that's it for that story sure. for the season. Sure. Oh my God. And instead, we get it now. Yes, yes. that's totally better. That's this. totally better. I completely agree. So, but then why set that up? Just be like, well, you so guys are here to fight, and then it's like, and then show the queen sitting down, like, oh shit, and then the audience can put it together. Well, you so don't need to so set so me you up. Get a couple sad seconds of Jorah being like, this is my life now. Oh, I gotta wait. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was a song at first. You're this is my, this life, is my now. life now. Oh, I gotta wait. wait. Oh, oh, I gotta wait. Gotta wait. Gotta wait. My beard is so That is that is absolutely an Imagine Dragons song. <laughs> dragons. And when you close your eyes, that's not correct. <laughs> Tyrion doesn't have to imagine dragons anymore. Nope, he saw mm. one. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, anything? Uh, what, what else happened? Um, something really cool happens because they're all out there, they're all beating each other up with the Kool-Aid blood all over the ground, and they're hanging out, and then flipping Tyrion's like, oh no, I want to see what's going on, what the flip's going on, and he takes out his butter knife to try to saw through the chain like a flipping idiot, and he's trying to do that, and then freaking uh, what's-his-face from the Goonies comes yeah, out. Haas comes <laughs> yeah, out. Slot's gonna help, and then he's all of a sudden, he's like, oh no, Slot's gonna hit me with this bigger butter knife, and then he just slaps the chains off, and he's like, Thanks, man. He's like, you're um, welcome, man. It was like total action. It was just a movie. nice head It was nod. again like yeah. Indiana um, Jones Knight's Tale. K- Caitlin, you you know that that all the the, the weapons you're seeing in Game of Thrones are, are swords. They're not big butter knives. No, they're just okay, David. I'll explain this to you later. It's just like curvy butter knife, big butter knife, too small butter knife, butter knife on a ball with a bunch of butter knives sticking out. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, did we establish, like, did this guy have a rapport with Tyrion before or anything like that? No. Nothing, right? Just like, hey, I know it's my job here to keep you in line, but nah, they're I like lucky. the cut of your jib. lucky. This is the, the This is Deus Ex Machina. This is just all that is. No, it's the last 20 minutes of any action movie where all of a sudden one of the henchmen's like, you know what, I always did want to paint. And then yeah. he helps someone. And he gives, him, <laughs> gives him a knowing smile and he's like on his way. All right, so Jorah... Jorah hears that Danny is there. Uh, he goes out and starts kicking everybody's ass. Uh, oh, doing it Batman style too, where he's yeah. like killing him. He's just beating him. Yeah, just like, he's just like tired. <laughs> he's like he's like barely moving too. Like yeah. his arms are like still at his side, and then he just walks up next to someone, just flips their arm. Yeah, small headbutt, <laughs> one elbow. <laughs> He killed some guys. I think there was death. Oh yeah, yeah no, he, he definitely killed some guys. But uh, just the motion was fun for me. <laughs> He takes off his his helmet in front of Danny after taking home. everybody down, and there's a beat, and she says, "Get him out of my sight." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Get him out of, out of my out of my party." No, 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 no! I just need a, I just need a minute. Queen. Yeah, I got something for you. I bought a gift. Yeah. Oh yeah, show it to me. And then Tyrion out of the cage. It's true. It's me. I'm the gift. It's only me, Tyrion Lannister. I'm the gift. Uh, I'm the title of the show. Uh, there were a couple gifts. There always are. Isn't isn't a, isn't a lady's thing her gift? What? Isn't oh, that? Is, I'm sorry. Is what? that not in this book? That where they call it? A lady's what? A lady's what? Yeah. yeah like a lady's, uh, a lady's love is. Her, <laughs> a lady's love is her gift. Why are you that? getting quieter? <laughs> the love of a lady's talking, a gift. Are you talking about? Are you talking about virginity? Are you isn't talking about maidenhead? Wasn't that isn't that a thing where they call it the gift? Gift, her gift. That didn't. Oh, Maybe. Gilly. 
Gilly given, taking mm-hmm. Sam's gift? Oh, Gilly taking Sam's gift. I was going to say, Gilly has a baby. Uh, so, they're... I need to hear from you right now. In you listening, <laughs> In listening to the, the book... Uh, well, it's fire. I can say that there is something else called the gift. Yeah. Uh, and there's the gift, uh, which is land around the, some land around the wall. Um, and they call it the gift because it was gifted by one of the, uh, queens. It was a queen, I believe, that gave it to him. Renary. It's more land. It's, it's, so originally you got like Castle Black and then a little bit of land just south of the wall. And then they gave Castle Black kind of, like rain of the land south like between that and Winterfell not all the way to Winterfell but like halfway yeah. between and that's the gift that allowed them to kind of be self-sustaining up in Castle Black yeah and I think that's where they want to settle some of the or if not all of the wildlings yep, mm-hmm. yep. Um, but they didn't address that this show which is weird like it's called the gift but they didn't really talk about the actual geographical place yeah weird um Oh, speaking of Nate listening Phil. to uh, speaking of listening to the books, go to audibletrial.com slash StarkRavenMad and uh, the book that I keep mentioning, which is the World of Ice and Fire, Untold Story of Westeros and the Game of Thrones, uh, you can go and you can download that for free. Just go to audibletrial.com slash StarkRavenMad, uh, sign up for a free trial, uh, download the book. And then you can cancel it if you really if you are unhappy with the service for any reason, which you won't be. Which you won't be. Um, uh, anything else on Marine? Um, Danny's little n- late night soiree with uh, idiot Dario. With, with Dario. Oh God. He's like, "What's good, girl? Come on, marry me. I'm Man, cute. I got a cute butt." So flipping cool and strong and awesome in so many ways. And this is the one thing that I'm like, "You're being a dumbass." This guy's a loser, she's man. Boy he's crazy. a scrub. Like, just bang him and get yeah. him out of there. I think that, isn't gonna, that kind of what she's doing? Is it too bomb? She's, huh? No, she's falling for him, man. Yeah? Yeah. I, I still think he's going to end up in these fighting pits, and that's where he's going to die. <clears throat> do you think he's a... Uh, do you think he's a harpy? you think he's a son of a harpy? Oh, his dar? No. Oh, uh, Dario? Dario? No. Nah, he wouldn't nah. I don't know. Carpio? Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't. I don't think so, though. He knew right where that dude was in that wall. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I thought that he knew because they were hiding him there. Hi. Oh wait, that's exactly. Well, I thought they knew because he had intel. Uh, no. I, yeah, he did. He did have intel. Um, I don't think so. This is why. This is why I like uh, somebody else that knows absolutely. Nothing. About I don't know. No, no, I'm not saying that you that you you do know something. Um, I don't think I get enough credit for being dumb. <laughs> because you uh, keep, you're always like, sure. oh, I I don't have any I don't have anybody who doesn't know anything on this show, and then and I like know nothing. Johnstone. Yeah. I just want to say, David said I don't get enough credit for being dumb while wearing. Five pairs of gl- four or five pairs of glasses it's on his out. face. It's getting tweeted out right now same to, the, to the SRM fans. Uh, yeah. So if you saw that image, you would be able to give David plenty of credit. Uh, that that image also is it, it sums up pretty well what I deal with doing this podcast. <laughs> this is what happens while I'm trying to move along through different discussions. This is this is kind of what's what's going on around me. Um, so much appreciated, David. Uh, anything else? Uh, anything else about Marine? Why you gotta wear white to a fight pit? Why you gotta what? <laughs> Why you gotta wear white to the fight pit? Yeah, that's a good point. Put on your darks, girl. It's a white fight party. <laughs> I think Dara's gonna end up in a fight pit. I think that's where he's gonna die. 
Um, don't know what's going to happen with Jura and that that grayscale. That's gonna that's gonna come out. Um, I I still think that that Tyrion is going to get taken back to that that palace, and and Varys will already already be be around because um, he's another one. He was he was noticeably absent this uh, this episode, a couple episodes now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Marine, and that will take us to King's Landing. Yeah. Uh, Elena is meeting with the Sparrow. Uh, they do that, uh, like I think you said during the show, um, that joke about not knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. take, can you take me to, uh, it's actually me. I'm yeah. him. Um, uh, she calls him a fraud, asks, asks what he wants, uh, justice from the gods, and he goes into the kind of, um, uh, you, what are you, you are the few. Uh, and we are the many when when the many take over or something something. Yeah, he basically lines. he basically said, you know, hey, uh, when the many real when the many no longer fear the few, we'll see what happens. Then he's doing he, so. This guy's this guy's a, a psycho. Yeah, like he's like got Grand Inquisitor status of like he he acts really kind of meek and mild, but he wants blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I brought up last last week because th- this storyline has made me very very angry that they can just come in and do this. Uh, that you have the city watch, you have uh, the king's guard, uh, you have all your you're yeah. surrounded by all your bannermen and everything, and they can take the queen. They can take it. It didn't make any sense queen. to me. Now the queen, the um, queen regent, yeah, uh, the queen's brother. Um, but again, I keep saying, but listening to this book. You realize that there's a very long history of this sort of thing happening, yeah. um, uh, and it kind of started with uh, the Targaryens coming over, being you know kind of uh, incestual. Uh, there were battles fought, many battles fought between the the kings of uh, of Westeros and and the Faith, the mm-hmm. Faith militant. Yeah. Um, so it it's something that they didn't really. It would have been nice if they had a little bit of that planted early. Uh, I don't know how it works. Uh, it works in the books, but at least up until Storm of Sword, it's not really. Yeah. It doesn't really come into play. Um, but it would have been nice to have some of that throughout, Here. so that this didn't come across as such a like. How the fuck can this happen? Here's I, a question. I, oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say I, I think the the um, the one way that it is um, a little bit planted is that there's a lot. There, there. Every now and then, uh, you know, like I think Tywin kind of offhandedly mentions it. Some other people mention it. Is that there's so much time spent and wasted on these kind of silly and petty things, these little things that not nobody's actually doing any governing in King's Landing, um, which means that there's like an entire group of people that are completely like that are missing out on the stability of a government and those people like like we see it happens like you 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 find something religion or some kind of idea or some kind of gang (laughs) something to do yeah and that's what's happening that people have been completely failed by the power structure that's Mm -hmm. in place Mm -hmm. yeah that's what makes it interesting is that like the ways in which everyone knows to incentivize people which is through like power or money typically the, the the faith is so interesting because they're, they're, the incentive is just like, well, we know we're in the right and we're doing the right thing. So they can gain so much more power because they don't need to pay people 
they'll literally just get people to be like fanatical about it. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, I love it. I think it's really. But I don't even think that they're doing that. I think like I think that what this what the allure of this is is that allure. Allure? What? A-L-L-U-R-E? That's correct. I think the allure of this is that they, is that the, even the, the, you know, the power structure that's there isn't even playing by the rules that they themselves created for themselves. Like there's, so I think all these people want is some goddamn consistency, which the sparrows are showing in their rigidity. Here's a question. So, Cersei armed them by allowing them to recreate the Faith Militant, right? I haven't seen one new dude. They all still have their cudgels. They all, like, what did that actually, what difference? Were they just not hitting people before, and now they have permission to hit people? Because, like, or... or, Well, now they can hold people. Previously, they couldn't hold people. I feel like they... And is it now a thing where the City Watch can't tell them? No, they're now the church. They got rid of the High Septon. Uh-huh. And uh, made the High Sparrow the High Septon. They have all the authority of the church. Before the church didn't do anything because that guy was a fancy man who liked to hang out in brothels, right? But now, like, this is a, a sector of this world that theoretically has power, and that power, would, Cersei legitimized that power. Mm-hmm. I, she, yeah, she fucked up big time. Yeah, I think that's one thing in the show that it just kind of, like, forced the sparrows down, your, down the viewer's throat pretty quick. If I wasn't... I feel like if I wasn't a book reader, I would be like, where the hell did these guys come from? Um, That's what I've been saying. Yeah. yeah. In the books, it's like they, they they trickle this information in much more gradually, and you feel like yeah. by the time you're like, oh shit, something is building here with these sparrows. Yeah. You know, they talk. It, you see the guy like way before he gets to King's Landing. So it's like, yeah, we're seeing all this other stuff, but it, it goes into your bigger point of we're we're sacrifice. We're, we're we're very much. I feel like right now, quantity over quality. With what we're seeing in this show, I don't know. Uh, I want to blow through the rest of the the beats of yeah. the of the storyline, and then just open it up even more. Uh, Tommen with Cersei. Um, Tommen says, uh, "I'll start a war," and she says, "Well, you know what the first casualty of that's going to be." Uh, he says that, I, "But I love her. I love her." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like kind of like he could aunt her. Yeah, that got her. Um, that, got, that got Cersei. Cersei says she's gonna she's gonna help. Um, and I just have here, like, things are going to get worse. Um, <laughs> brothel, we go to the brothel with Baelish, uh, is destroyed. Uh, he's there with Elena. They have their conversation about, uh, if I go down, you go down, sort of, uh, sort of stuff. Um, and he says that, uh, I have a, there's a gift. Uh, I have a gift for you. Uh, the same thing I gave to Cersei, uh, a handsome young man, which I guess was the... What, what what is that? That's not Lancel. I was assuming it was Lancel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a different handsome young man next episode. <laughs> just, uh, just carrying her around on a on a pouch. <laughs> so what is the? Uh, what did Baelish do there? Did he did he just kind of go to the um, Sparrow and say, "Hey, I know some something about about Lancel that you might want to." No, I think he probably before he planted the seed, and Lancel's had more so to go to the sparrow, and and join well, the wait, scene. that was the that was what the raven was about. That was the note. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, who got the note? No, Elena got the mm-hmm. note. Elena got the yeah. note. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> cut that from the podcast. Make me look good this week. Um, 
What is he playing, man? Hunter. He's playing chaos. Like he—he's just yeah. trying to get as many pieces moving around the board as he can, and he's gathering as many pieces as he can get to make a play. Like I, I'm sure he's got his eye on that Iron Throne eventually, or just whatever he can get. Essentially, I think he would rather have full control over the person in the Iron Throne rather than be there himself, because then he's safe and he has the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but, w- w- real, sorry. Hold on. Uh, so she goes to see Marjorie, uh, and she... Uh, what, what What do you take away from that quick conversation? Cersei can be really condescending when she <laughs> yeah. wants to. <laughs> yeah. This is some meat that I ate last night. It was very good. You yeah. can eat it today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing for that, too, is just, like, seeing Marjorie like, lose control mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, that her. was the first time we kind of saw her a little bit when she was, like, being dragged away, but... Yeah. Yeah, but this is... This was, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Well, like the, the Sparrow said, uh, it's that he's going to wear them wear them down. Uh, and that's taking taken away all the all the layers of what do they call it fine fine finery finery um uh so yeah that's definitely kind of having an effect on her throws her food at cersei cersei does that little strut down the down the hall yeah. uh talks to the sparrow uh they said that they're going to have a trial with seven septons of which he'd be one uh the tyrells will be knocked down um we all will uh and uh it's uh, It'll be interesting. It's interesting what you find when you strip away all the the finery. What will we find when we start? You know, that was knocking telling. on your door. Yeah. Um, one quick question away. with with back to, informal poll or back no back to Peter. Um, back to Peter Baelish. So he, he didn't get what he wanted out of Cersei yet, and he kind of gave her up. Right? Is that kind of what we're taking away from this? What did he want? What, what do you mean? He uh, wanted. He wanted Warden of, Warden of the North. It's like they had that whole thing, that big strong speech to Cersei. He got what he wanted out of her. He manipulated her, and now he and now she's locked up. So like well, she didn't talk to Tommy yet. Tom didn't make some kind of proclamation, as far as I know, or unless we assume that that did happen. But I think Bailey Shawshall works in the app, um, in the way of like making people owe him favors. So then, yeah. is it going to be an instance where he gets her out in a way that then <laughs> solidify that she like he'll be warden of the North? Yeah, sure. Or he just burns that chip and gets something else that he wants instead. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess that just feels to me like then don't set me up for that. The last episode, like don't make that whole thing that I was like, wow, what a nice, what a fucking sweet move by Peter. And he's like, oh no, I didn't really want that. I'm just fucking with people. Well, no. and with the uh, with the linen, maybe maybe those uh, the knights of the Vale are going <coughs> to first come up to, to King's Landing, clean house. Yeah, they go. Um, yeah, yeah. It's still a shorter march to King's Landing than Winterfell. Yeah, uh, and in this TV show time. Yeah, sure. uh, that's true. Yeah, get to King's yeah. Landing right away. And They're Gilly's, probably outside Gilly's the door. kid will still be <laughs> teething. Yeah. She'll actually get pre- she'll be pregnant again. She's like, I don't know what happened. It's crawled back in. Uh, the the one other thing I wanted to say to your point, Rob, is that uh, if Peter Baelish like got Lancel to like if back channel somehow got this to happen, Cersei still doesn't know it's him. Mm-hmm. So if she gets out, he's still fine. Yeah, he's true. still, he's got that Warden of the North thing, and if he, if she doesn't, 
then we'll there's chaos in King's Landing. There's a vacuum that he could exploit, theoretically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is another way that the Septons, not the Septons, Sparrows, were able to kind of even start coming out from under their, their rocks uh, with the death of Tywin um, and Tommen kind of just being a little impotent. Ugh. I won her, I won her, I won her! <laughs> I mean, in the in the previous battles, the ones not discussed in the TV show, but in the, that World of Ice and Fire book, there there were kings that just really did just clean house, just killed yeah. all mm-hmm. of the faith, yeah. and like inside and outside uh, of the of of King's Landing because of of all the shit that they were they were doing. Um, so that's, yeah. I mean, I I I, I like uh, I like what's happened in this this storyline even more just because of the history that I got from it. People on a uh, people on Twitter are really into Cersei getting locked up. I don't know if I echo that. Uh, it's the. Cool it's not satisfying to me. Oh, it's yeah. really satisfying to me because I think they play it so well and having her in this like uh, in this situation with Marjorie right before mm-hmm. where it's like she's re- like these two the two most like boss bitches in in King, like King's Landing who are just always like oh that's too bad oh that's <laughs> terrible I wish we could be better friends <laughs> um, and it's awesome like all of their interactions are so good and seeing then her- Cersei appear to win in that. And then just get taken the fuck down. It's so rewarding. I love yeah. that. I, that's my favorite shit. Uh, to I me, it's solidified. Like, I, I was telling him earlier that, like, Cersei is probably in my top two TV show characters. Um, and have, watching Cersei, like, uh, like I, I love shit like this. When, when, she, when they threw her in that cell and to those little, those little hens, she goes, look at me. Remember this face. It's gonna be the last one you see before. I was like, Cersei, I couldn't love you more. Now. <laughs> You're the best. Like, I like, I like. I, I just think she's so much fun. Yeah, but uh, what the hell happens now? I mean, it's got to be either Peter comes to both their aids because they're both gonna owe him. Um, although Highgarden has uh, a lot of you know fine mm. fine fighters. Um, maybe maybe they they join together and just come over and just retake. Uh, King's Landing. Um, I mean, that's the Cersei's thing like, there. I don't even know what I want to happen. Like, I don't even know anymore. It used to be like, I want the Starks to win. The Starks are great. And then now I'm like, I want Stannis to win. He's great. And I still do, but I'm just like, I don't know. If anybody knows how to run this country, I think I want the White Walkers to take the whole thing. I <laughs> yeah. think that's where I am. <laughs> I, I, I want the White Walkers to, to run roughshod all over the entire continent and just have them have a pool party. What is Dorne. What does Tommen have now? <laughs> a bad haircut. Uh, <laughs> uh, Littlefinger. I bet you Littlefinger yeah. goes and... Yes. Hey, friend. <laughs> hey, buddy. Maybe Lady Elena starts... I hear you in need of a little advice. Lady Elena's like, get in here, I'll show you a thing or two about a thing or I two. I got tricks. She's Catherine Hepburn. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think... Uh, I think uh, Baelish is going to be uh, right there. Uh, is there a hand? A hand of the king? Oh, no. There she is no hand of, the king. hand of the king. 
Or, or was Cersei herself the hand? Yo, there's not even a small council. Well, there's nope. there's Kyber. Kyber's Kyber. yeah. gonna. <laughs> oh, <laughs> zombie zombie mountain will come and Kyber. save everyone. Like he still has meetings by himself. He has small council meetings. He's religious about them. He sits in all the different seats and just says different opinions. And he just shows everyone how he can make the mountain sit up. He's like, check it out. It's really cool. Uh, <laughs> didn't uh, Pycelle say at some point where in, t- in history time has shown that uh, in times of distress that uh, uh, the the maester has served as hand of the king. Did, yeah. he, did he not yeah. say that? Treason is treason. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're not going to be head of the king. <laughs> I just want to see Mountainstein again. Oh. Mountainstein, yeah. Um... Hector Julius Bjornsson needs to come. Or, or, um, yeah. or listen to Stark Rather Mod. <laughs> or I'll crush your head like, like this. Like this. <laughs> yeah, that was the weirdest. <laughs> like, I was like, you'll crush your head with this laser beam. I love it. <laughs> oh, we uh, love you, Hector. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be opening up almost every episode. Oh, um, forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 other shows we do too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Hakko Dioli's Bones and you're listening to The Strand. <laughs> <laughs> we just like overdub that one. Yo, better listen. I'll crush your head like this. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 let's do your sweet, sweet tweets. Sweet tweets. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, what's the jingle for this? Sweet tweets. <laughs> <laughs> That jingle signifies the beginning of sweet tweets. I'm David Danella, uh, here for all things Twitter. Uh, so first of all, we have some we have some runners up. Um, the runner up is actually one person, uh, Troll Toll, aka at Queen Laquifa. Oh, nailed it! <laughs> nailed it. Who has some Who has some questions? Um, the first question is uh, th- these were all during the show. This was uh, this was her. Distillation of the Sam and Gilly relationship, which read as such. WTF with is with all the raping. Shit. That was the first tweet. All right. Then the all second right. tweet is, how are they having sex if his face is broken? So, Good question. So, Queen Laquifa, um, we wish you a speedy <laughs> understanding of this show. Mm-hmm. The actual winner, though, is the People's Champ, a.k.a. at LawDog1911, uh, who, speaking about Marjorie's plight, says, Hope she ain't counting on Tommen, because we all know his heart pumps Kool-Aid. She spelled pumps wrong. I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, yeah, we oh, like call, no. I might call Tommen Kool-Aid blood for the rest of his life. <laughs> so, props to you, at LawDog. Cool. Wait, wait, and the outro tweet. Brr, 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 brr. Sweet tweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sweet tweet. Uh, you can tweet at us at SRM Podcast uh, and do it during the show too, so we can uh, uh, talk about it. I want to bring in Katie. Oh, okay, so my thing is about the sand snakes and how they're basically all the same person. Where I've just been kind of naming them in my head, like the Spice Girls. It's like sporty spice. It's like frowny snake. Like, no, it's like frowny snake, frownier snake, <laughs> and booby snake. I was going to say it's a booby <laughs> snake. Yeah, they're all, like, really poorly written. And they're like, well, they're here, and they have swords. Like, like that's the script. And, like, say mean things, and that's it. So maybe write women better. Bye. Thanks, Katie. So... 
All right. So winners and losers. And then we wrap this shit up. Um, Who wants to go first? I'll take it. All right. (laughs) Take it, Sam. Right out the gate. Yeah. took a heck of a beating. Took a heck of a boning. (laughs) Took a heck of a boning. So so he's the winner? Yeah. I think he wins this week. He made friends with a dog. He's doing well. Justice Wolf. Yeah, Justice Wolf. Loser... I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cersei. Yeah. Right at the end. Gets played by her own game. Played at her own game? A game was played related to Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly. <clears throat> uh so uh my well, this is actually stupid because my winner is is Braun, because he's in jail, he's singing, seeing he's seeing ladies. He's having the time of his life. He gets poisoned. He, got an he, gets, he gets poisoned. He gets poisoned. He gets Bron has the most charmed life. Um, so he's my winner. My loser is the Sand Snake Collective. Yeah. Uh, because what is going on? Like, like first of all, they're, they're, they all are in a jail cell together. They don't even get to be separated. It's sexy jail. They yeah. asked for that, I bet. And also, <laughs> also, um, also, like you know, again, like allegedly two, like two, well, three strong women, but two strong women have to watch their younger sister uh, do a little dance for Braun <laughs> uh, to to be like, ha ha, poisoned you. Well, um, to 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 Rob's point, uh, he was saying earlier. Uh, th- there was probably some sort of bet. Like, I bet you, if I, if we, if we get some poison in him, that if I do this, that it'll start to really kind of work. But that that's poison. like that's like that's like fan fiction. Yeah, it's like I bet, I bet I can make Braun the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, prove it. Yeah. They were doing a lot of eye rolling in the back. Yeah, yeah, they were. That's their way of confirming it. Just like, oh, she's got the. She thinks she can win this bet. She does this all the time. Remember Myrtle Beach, two thousand three. We should never. We should have got the split level. That would have been a much better idea. Caitlin, Uh, my winner for this episode was Sloth when he cut the chains off Tyrion because that was just such a like. Freaking just like dummy cool move that was just so nice. It's like, oh, Tyrion gets a break for once in his life. Uh, and it was really, really fun and funny. Um, my loser for this episode is Reek. I'm not even gonna call him freaking Theon. He had an opportunity. I was really hyped, uh, not really hyped, but after the last episode, I was like, this has to be a turning point for his character. He has to up his game, and he just flipping blew it hard. Just like his the worst. I'm done with him. I hope he just. Falls in a tar pit. So your your loser is more like Reek is a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no, but no. How about this? Theon is my loser because Reek is a loser. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Um, my winner is the Faith Militant because they're running everything. It seems they're you know they got the ninety nine percent. If if the High Septon, uh, High Sparrow is mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. believed. My loser is um, the actress who plays Brienne of Tarth because she thought she was going to have a week off from shooting and then, and then she read the script and she's like, what the fuck is this shit? I have to stand up and look at the... 
It's like, yeah, I'm sorry, you got to report uh, no, for makeup. Use my body double. <laughs> nope, nope. You actually have to use turn my body. No, double. you have to turn around. I'm sorry, Brian. It's very important that you turn around. Use a broom with a with a yellow wig. <laughs> oh, sorry, Brian. Yeah. Oh, and also, oh, CGI used an Amy. And, <laughs> and also, craft services is out of muesli. So, oh. I'm sorry. That's the one thing I asked for. <laughs> That's it. Uh, my oh, oh sorry. Were you, did you have somebody else? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, my winner is also Sam uh, because he got the shit kicked out of him, and then he got to uh, <laughs> got to have his legs wiggled. Uh, and my loser is Cersei because uh, she was my winner last week. She was on top of the world, uh, and now she is uh, now she's just fucked I'm big time. <laughs> Big time. That's because she fucked. She was fucking. Now she's fucked. Hey, baby, baby. All right. So, uh, plugs. I think we skipped plugs last week. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I think I was about to do them. Uh, I think we had such a good podcast. I mean, this was a great podcast also, but we had such a good podcast last week that I think we were just like, close it up, <laughs> banger. <laughs> uh, all right, so what do you guys got coming up, Rob? Oh, God. Um, outside Voices, most Saturday nights at Philly Improv Theater. Um, wow. That's it. Oh, I'm available to coach. If you're looking for an improv coach in the wow. city of Philadelphia. Or, or T-ball. I, uh, I'm going to Chicago for a wee bit. When I get back, I'm hitting the ground running. I have plenty of availability and affordable rates. Ooh. Get at me. Jeez. Also, everyone at this table is also available to coach. And they would all be very, very good choices. So, Caitlin. But I'm poor. Um, I have uh, The Future and Outside Voices most Saturdays. Every other Friday at Figment Theater, you can see me in Triple Double. I also have a special uh, sketch show with my sketch duo, House of Solitude, coming up this Thursday and Friday, the 28th and 29th at Plays and Players. It's called Together Forever, and it's kind of a weird New Order uh, romance sketch show that's going to be uh, real weird. I'm wearing a tie. Uh, Whoa! So wow. It's gonna be pretty cool. Okay, Paula Poundstone. Uh, also, there is RUD2F, a weekly podcast with two other gentlemen who are sitting at this table that uh, you should uh, come watch, hate watch The Bachelor with us and listen to it. So that's still going on. Oh, I thought yeah. it was on like a, a hiatus or something. We just left that? hiatus. Oh, we're back in. Yeah. RUD2F. And that's also at RUD2F? Oh. No, it's at RUD2F podcast. Oh. Okay. Is our Twitter. Right. And it's yeah. on johnmedia.com. Yeah. And it's The Bachelor? Bachelorette. Bachelorette. And that just started? That yes. just started, yeah. Okay. Uh, so climb aboard that ship. Uh, David Danella speaking. Uh, uh, the the future every Saturday at Philly Improv Theater. We got a good future contingent here. Huh? Yeah, we got a nice little future contingent. Um, I do everything that Mike does, so... I, I, I cede the floor to him when it becomes his turn, uh, but also I'm just really going to plug RUD2F, because as fun as this podcast is, RUD2F is fun too. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, I'm Hunter, and I have Big Baby most Saturdays. <laughs> I don't have a Big Baby. I have Big Baby. <laughs> you want to hear me talk like that, but on a stage? You can see it. <laughs> you want to hear me talk like that on a podcast? Again, listen to RUD2F. Oh, Even if you don't like reality shows. Who cares? We talk about dumb stuff all the time. Cool. Uh, as for me, Mike Marbach, you can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Marbach. Uh, go to MikeMarbach.com, uh, which has uh, this 
uh, podcast. You can stream it if you don't have iTunes or something. Uh, but you, you're hearing this, so you get it some way. Um, that also has show listings and some other fun things. Uh, we have the Strain and Leftovers podcast that we're going to be uh, starting back up in a couple weeks. Uh, so keep your eye out, eye out, eye out, and your ear out for those. Uh, and also the special episodes, which we'll be doing in the next couple weeks uh, for Game of Thrones. Are we going to uh, Are we going to tell people that we're going to try to do stuff off season? Uh, we are going to tell people that, and we are going to, to hold fail. true yes. to do it. Um, so yeah, there will be a several. There'll, there'll be a bunch of nice. off season because we are nearing the end of this season already. That's. Unbelievable. Three yeah. episodes left. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think there's a break this season. I think they, no, they, they started, skipped it. They started a week late, so this, this would have been, been the break. This would have been the skip day. So yeah. we're going we're going straight on the morning Down kids. To the metal. And they got a lot of shit to pile into these uh, <laughs> a lot of payoff has to happen. If I don't see a great joy, I'm I'm leaving. Alright everybody, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. We wish thanks, you much, Jeremy. Bye. Bye.